In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, Rules of Engagement. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, over here in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hello. 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 Are you French? You no. say hello? No. Okay. Give us something more dazzling than this. From your voice. Hi, honey. How are you? Woo! I'm doing good, girl. You call me honey. That is what I'm talking about. Okay, today, rules of engagement. Let's jump right on this. Um, before we get started, I want to make sure you know, due to technical difficulties, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com, that email address is kind of screwed up. And uh, I didn't realize it for several weeks. So if you have been emailing me, and you have not gotten a response, I apologize. For the meantime, email quincymoran at gmail.com, and I will respond to you. I am sorry. I didn't realize it. I just noticed that I wasn't getting emails, and it's like, oh, this is weird. No emails coming through. And then I realized that something between me and Google just wasn't happening right. We're not getting along well. We're not getting along well, but... That'll change. Okay. Rules of engagement. This is vital. This is vital for your getting along with you and your spouse and how you want your marriage to work out. Now, it's up to you to define what that looks like or redefine your marriage uh, relative to what you want out of your marriage and what does that look like. That's all up to you. What we're going to do is we're going to give you some ideas here on rules of engagement and what has worked for us. If I can find these doggone paper that I put away and uh, screwed everything up here. Here, I came to it. You know, maybe some other host would kind of stop and start over again, but that's not what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go ahead and keep this thing rolling because life isn't perfect. And you like monologuing. And I do like to talk <laughs> and run my mouth. So here's the idea of rules of engagement. I want to recap what we have done. So you need to go back and take a look at this. I implored you. We gave you the power of communication. That was not the title of the episode, but it is something to do with communication. I could look back at that as well. But go back several episodes and you will see it's all about communication. So winning and learning the journey of communication. And then we gave you say it ugly. And what did you hear me say? Crazy good communication. No, honey, that was the sequence before. Crazy good communication was a long time ago. Now, those were episodes that we referenced um, when it came to when it came to what we were uh what we were going to do, but specifically, I didn't prepare well. I should have had those episodes here 
that I was thinking about. I'd be like, Kiki, achoo, achoo, achoo. Achoo, achoo, yeah. <laughs> I'm all screwed up. Achoo, achoo, achoo. Um, I've got that crap here somewhere. But... Whenever Kirsten's uncomfortable or doesn't know what's coming, that's her response is, achoo, achoo, achoo. Yeah. Well, I've, I've thoroughly screwed this up, and I continue. It's just getting worse by the second, but that's okay. I can go back. I can look. I'll be able to do it. I'll tell you what it is. In the meantime, here's what we're covering before I was so horribly interrupted by my wife, okay? Um, what we're looking at is communication. Say it ugly. What did you hear me say? Listening, okay? This is what I hear you saying. And uh, is that what you meant to say? We got into a soft place to land. We talked about hard talks. Um, we got into don't take it personal. Don't tell me how to feel. We got into buzzwords. And now we're here at rules of engagement. Why do I say that? Because rules of engagement is basically a wrap-up. You could take these concepts and you can get with your wife and you can reconfigure how you have discussions because it's long been said by somebody including myself it's not what you say it's what they hear you saying and that's why you've got to clarify it and you know i you know it irritates the fire out of me because you can almost you could say almost anything and then you're saying oh i'm sorry that was a miscommunication it's just overused it's worn out as i've heard people say it's clapped out that's terrible um, and I shouldn't have said that, but I did. So it's, and it's you're all. Blessing. I know. Jeez. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't like that idea. Mm, I wonder where that came from. Anyway, um, <laughs> what you're looking at is you. If you go all the way back, uh, you go back to our episodes, and you can go to episode one twenty. Two, start there, 122, Our Story Unscripted. We did part one and part two. I see the E there for explicit. Episode 124 is uh, Our Story Unscripted, part three, because we sat down and that, that was like over, at or over a three-hour conversation. And then episode 125 uh, was Getting Started, Steps to a Better Marriage, part one. Episode 126, Getting Started, Steps to a Better Marriage, Part 2. Episode 127, She Doesn't Think Like You, and that's a journey episode because we tell you in the journey episode our story. And then She Doesn't Think Like You, the game plan. Um, we gave you a game plan, not necessarily a playbook, but we gave you a game plan, which is how did we come up with this crap? What? How did we get to the point where we figured this out. What did we look at our relationship? How do we determine it? And how can we use that to help you? Then uh, episode 129, Mastering Communication, The Journey. Step or Episode 130, Creating a Soft Place to Land. Episode 131, Creating a Soft Place to Land, um, which was the guide to silencing insecurity in your relationship. So 130, 131, both of those are all about uh, creating a soft place to land. And then 132, say it ugly, 
clean it up. How to say the how-to and saying crap that may be hard to hear. Uh, episode 133, which was Becoming a Dynamic Listener, The Guide to Making Her Needs a Priority. Episode 134 was a No Agenda, which was basically us catching you up for life. And then uh, episode 135, what does that look like? Now, the next one that you'll see, uh, 136, I can't remember what that is. It publishes next. 137 is going to be buzzwords. So now you've come to the crescendo of rules of engagement. And when you're looking, this is stuff that you use to systematize. I love process, okay? And maybe this is overthinking it, but it's what's helped us. Now, it took us years, over a decade, to put this crap together so we could use it and not abuse it. Why do I say that? Because in part of these, um, we went through some of these counseling, uh, some of these groups, not counseling, but through some of these um, classes, classes, seminars, modules, whatever we were calling them at the time, we went through some of them with family. And one of the things that they taught us was 360 feedback. And people in particular... Buzzword. Yeah, (laughs) that was trigger word for you. Um, And some of these things that you would get is you get overanalyzed. You get way deep into the weeds. And people are offering you... Feedback. I want to give you a 360 feedback. You got some blind spots. It was pretty intensive. I like the way that it kind of went out, even though there was a ton of frustration in the beginning, because it helps you. It'll help you understand that, you know, everybody's got a different point of view. You got to figure out who you trust in your life, who to speak to you, and then being able to receive and give feedback because it's vital. It depends on who's giving it, because a high C personality giving feedback. Receiving feedback. No, no, no. No, no, no. Is this particular individual a high C? I'm an S. I am a high S, not a high C. I'm a mid C. I'm a high S. High S, mid C. But your C is pretty prevalent. The person who loves to give feedback is a very high C. I thought that person was high I and high C. I just know very high C and feedback was like, let me just put it this way. If someone doesn't ask you or doesn't respond to, can I give you feedback with the proper response? Don't (laughs) just saying (laughs) from a person who hears that word and automatically decides you can give me feedback. I'm going to give you my fist back. This is (laughs) not a good (laughs) good idea. Fist back for feedback. Uh Yes. Well, I can handle criticism. I cannot handle being analyzed every nook and cranny. Well, and you can, I mean, I can overanalyze myself. And I think in the beginning when it's white hot, it's brand new, you'll do that because you'll look and say, oh, I understand why I'm always trying to champion anything that I use or believe in. I'm always trying to prognosticate that passionately upon the people around me. So I understand I'm a high I influencer personality i I get it i think i just took a lot of uh it annoyed me most like you said we did a lot of this with family so these are people who knew me before but didn't know me now yeah and there is a complete 360 from 
who I was when they knew me to who I was when we were going through the modules to who I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those shifts where I'm a completely different person. My people-pleasing skills when I was little was a defense mechanism. If you pleased everybody, you stayed out of trouble, you stayed off the radar, and nobody got hurt. When I got older, I lost the filter and the care to please people and just decided I was going to please myself. You're... That didn't sound bad. <laughs> you want to watch? <laughs> hey, baby, don't waste a face. Anyway, all that to say this. Um, buzzword. <laughs> that is a buzzword. I got you. <laughs> all that to say this is that... There you go. <laughs> Quit it. Um, you, this stuff, you can get so far over into the analyzation of things, if that's even a freaking word, that it'll drive you crazy. And it took us trial and error to figure these things out. So I say these things are systematically, but we've learned how to incorporate these into our relationship where it doesn't feel so robotic. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Isn't that a great way to put it? Yes, it is a great way to put it. Because otherwise, you're sitting there as an analyst trying to chart your spouse's actions and reactions. You're where keeping a record. You just need to learn how they're wired and then learn what your relationship is. So that's why we give you a system of communication. Now, you have got to take that, and you and your spouse have got to get on the same page in the same book in order to be able to work this out for you. These are things that have helped us. Some of these things you can implement right away. Some of these things, it takes time. It takes trying and failing and trying again. But rules of engagement for us um, is built upon these different strategies or techniques uh, so we know when if we are going to have a really difficult conversation, we know it's time to engage these different aspects or these different strategies so that we can communicate as effectively as possible. And I'm it's probably no surprise that it is real easy to get irritated with your spouse. No. I mean, I know you listen to this podcast. If you ever hear that Jeannie gets frustrated with me, it probably bewilders you because I am such the perfect man. I am the ideal husband that... Here comes the E for explicit. <laughs> ...never does anything wrong. So I know hearing, you know, that when you hear me on this podcast, you go, how could I ever attain this Zeus-like level of marriage and happiness that Quincy puts out because he... It's impossible for him to do anything wrong. You wearing we, rubber boots over there? We all know that's bull crap. No, okay? I'm gonna say you're wading in it pretty thick there, buddy. <laughs> we all know that's garbage because <laughs> Genie. That was just for you. Cut that crap out. I was just adding to yours. Go ahead. Oh my lord! <laughs> the it's <laughs> oh pet peeve in the house for sure. Trigger. Yeah, trigger! Give me somewhere safe. <laughs> anyway, um, here's some things I want you to consider when it comes to rules of engagement because if you do not 
if you have not and you do not approach these difficult moments with some sort of finesse and some sort of a systematic type approach, you cannot get yourself in the right mindset and allow yourself to get into the mode to hear what your partner is trying to say. Now, some of these conversations can go on for hours. Some of them are just a few minutes. But rules of engagement, this is how you engage yourself. This is the, the level that you want to build yourself to so that if there is a difficult circumstance between you and your spouse, or with anybody for that matter, you get to the quickest resolution possible. So some things I want you to think about. What is the mission? What's the desired outcome for this particular argument or discussion? And I don't mean I don't mean that I want you to manipulate your spouse or someone else to get what you want. What I'm trying to say is if there is an impasse, an argument, or a frustration that you have with your wife, the goal here should be to do what's right for your relationship, not to be right. Because if you have to be right, that means she has to be wrong. If there's a winner, there's going to be a loser. There's a time and a place for winning and losing. But when it comes to having an intense, emotional, um, intimate conversation with your spouse, you never want to put her in the loser's bracket. You don't want to be in the loser's bracket. So what is the mission here? And for us, we've determined that the mission is to, to figure out what's right for our relationship. Not being right and making her wrong. Now, are you fighting to be right? Ask yourself that question. Are you taking personal shots to punish your spouse because you're angry? That does that is not an effective way for progress in your in your relationship. Are you listening authentically? Because if you're not, what can happen? What can happen is if you if your spouse is saying something that bothers them and you're thinking about things to respond with to get yourself out of the hot seat, you are not listening authentically. It's just not happening. If you're not there listening. Now, look, listening authentically makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why. I was just arguing with somebody about this probably two and a half weeks ago. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there looking at them. They are getting fired up. I'm listening, looking at them, and they say, why are you just sitting there looking at me? Well, what were you supposed to do? They were talking. I said, I'm not doing you any justice if I'm not listening to what's coming out of your mouth because you want to be heard right now. Unless it is you want to argue, and then we could just talk over each other and argue. And I realized that these these rules don't always apply. I tried to apply them everywhere for a long time, and it's like, nah, there's some of these rules that, you know, in your professional life where you need to draw the line. But if you're not listening authentically, it will defeat the purpose. You need to listen without reservations. If you hear something that strikes a chord, make a mental note and move on and come back to it. Now, are you prepared to repeat what you're hearing for clarification purposes. 
Because if you hear something that doesn't make sense or you hear something that strikes a chord, after that person is done talking, you say, okay, this is what I hear you saying to me. Is this right? If the answer is no, try again. If the answer is yes, then you get into these rules of engagement where you're talking about it, not fighting for a win or a loss, fighting for what's right. And did you have something you wanted to say? Okay, I thought it looked like you wanted to jump in there. Now, are you ta- here's another thing. Are you taking what's being said personal? Good question. Sometimes, even with all this, even as far as we have come, I still take things personal. And Jeannie may not make them personal or mean them personal. It may be in what she says or what she doesn't say. It might be in her actions. She's not thinking about doing things intentionally to me. She's just doing them because that's what she does, and I can take those things personally. And that happens a lot of times when we haven't communicated in a while. We haven't taken time to talk. It does. We get lazy. Now, are you allowing past frustrations or silent expectations to bleed into this conversation? Because if you are, that's on you, brother. Um, What happens is when you have frustrations that are marinating, the end result or what happens next is resentment. And you'll carry those frustrations into this conversation, this argument, or this uh, whatever the issue at hand is. And that is not productive. That does not help you in rules of engagement. It does help you if you realize, oh, I'm just pissed about something else and I'm taking it out on this situation. You're not compartmentalizing it. And that, and that helps me sometimes to really set other frustrations aside, deal with the situation at hand, and then move on to the next one. And if you are, acknowledge it. Say, look, I'm frustrated right now, but I think it has more to do with this situation and not exactly what we're talking about. So I want to own up to that. I'm sorry. I'll try to work through it. But I do actually need to talk to you about this other thing. Or we wait. Sometimes we'll, if, if we know that you've had a rough day or if I've got stuff going on here and I'm frustrated, it's like, you know what? I need to get out of this first. And then when I've got my head clear, we can sit down and talk about this because I don't want to take something out on you that is not yours to take. Yeah. And, that, and, and there's nothing wrong in doing that. Just make sure that when you do it, it's in a respectful manner and it's not just, I don't want to talk about this crap right now. And then, you know, you start all over with another argument. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that can happen. Especially if somebody, for me, this is just the way I'm wired. If something's not right, it's very hard for me not to talk about it and not to just get past it. And I'm trying to get better at that. But I suck at it. If something is off, whether it's with us, it's at work, with whomever, a friend, you know, whatever, if it's eating at me, I need to talk about it. Once I talk about it, I actually feel better because I can hear my own thoughts out loud and say, ah, I was making a bigger deal out of that than I should have. Or maybe it's justified. Um, So I'm working on getting better with that to compartmentalize certain things because certain issues shouldn't contaminate my entire feeling about our relationship. And I've been bad about that in the past. When there's a frustration, I'll get into the mindset of, oh, crap. Well, this is the way it's going to be. It will always be this way. I don't understand. I can't do this. 
This is not how it'll work out for me. I just, and it's like, wait a minute, dude. This is a one-off situation. You can't allow it to contaminate your thoughts about your marriage because your marriage is great. You just have this little situation that you need to talk through with your wife. You can't allow it to just run rampant through your through your mindset. I don't know if that's just me. I don't know if you do that, but I do that. Do you do that anything like that or how does it work for you? Um, sometimes I'll sit on it for a while and try to, to work through it in my head before I need to have a conversation with you because I for me I need to know, is it just me? Mm-hmm. Is it something that, that I'm just feeling or that maybe, you know, it, it's in my head and then I have to, I can use an example when my dad was in the hospital and we had a lot going on. You and I were not having a lot of time together because things were just freaking crazy. And um, that's one of those things that both of us have an issue with is when we're not connecting physically or we're not having our date nights. You know, right now with COVID and everything, we've had our date nights inside majority of them but we had to finally come to a point and say you know what okay we we need to go out we need to get out of the house i need some semblance of our life back Mm -hmm. even if it's just one date night a month which normally we have one date night a week it's like even if it's just one a month where we get out and go somewhere we need to go do this Mm -hmm. um but it was i've had those moments where it's like having to go back and say okay but understanding work is this kids are this autism is high today you know we have a high tide today Mm -hmm. and then there's you know my own stuff going on because i'm frustrated with the book or or what have you it's like okay is this something that i need to talk out or is it just something that's me because i'm in my own little funk if it doesn't go away right away then i'll i usually come in and say okay i don't know what this is but we need to talk about it yeah and nine times out of 10, if it is something that I'm thinking about myself or it's something that's internal, that's going on with me, he'll ask the right questions to kind of push it out and, and get it out in the open so that I can figure it out. But he's the only person right now that has the right to do that. So I have to, I have to be willing to go to you with it, you know? I do. And it just goes to show, I mean, this is so obvious, but, you know, we are two different people we're a lot alike in certain ways but we are very different in other ways that Mm -hmm. sounds so general to say but it's just it's absolutely the truth in the way that we're wired but at the same time you know we were so much alike uh when we first met because we fall fast we fall hard Mm -hmm. you know we're all in too fast in some ways for people that, you know, we've, uh, that have taken advantage of us. But, so, I want you to understand when it comes to rules of engagement, you gotta, you know, even if you loosely define what those are until you understand it, set time aside weekly, especially in the beginning, set time aside for talking. That way, if there is anything on uh, your heart or your spouse's heart, they know. Now, some things that are frustrating, and this is all a learning process, so there's some things that you will want to have the conversation in the moment. But I was the mighty chieftain of bad timing. <laughs> I mean, I was so good at bad timing that I could do it without even trying. And I had to learn, you know, and this was a technique that uh, Coach Rita had taught us that, 
you know, every Monday morning for her and Bill, they would have an airing the grievances. And that was the time they sat down, they talked, they didn't take things personal, they shared their heart, they put it all out on the table, and it's what I call letting all the air out of the balloon so then you can figure out how to best approach this situation. And then, like she's always taught us, always taught us, all these talks don't have to be hard in a bad way. So keep that in mind. But set time aside for talking. Now, when you're in the middle of these discussions, um, you might get some things said that sting. It might hurt. It might be hard to hear. And it's okay to say that. Because Jeannie and I have been in the heated discussion before, and she says something to me, and I say, this is really hard for me to hear because this is nothing like me or what I've been thinking. But at least it lets that other person know where you are. And then you can use the other practices we've discussed, which is, and, and you know, what I'm saying is that this was... During the discussion, one of the things that just kind of comes out of my mind is when we were talking about sex and service. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, when you say you want sex from me, and I'm paraphrasing here, when you say you want sex from me, all I hear is service. And the service is, I just, all I need you for is to, you know, scratch this itch, and then I need to get on to the rest of whatever I was doing. I just need to use you for a minute, use your body for a minute. That's the way I was taking it. And, and I said, this is really hard for me to hear because I don't think this way. And this is what I hear you saying to me. And I think this is one of those times where you were like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, okay, that does not represent my mindset nor the way I think about this. So we have to find a way to work this out. Because when I say A... I don't mean A in your book. I mean A in my book. And how can we redefine what that is? So if it's if it's something that's hard for you to say within these rules of engagement, I'm going to say go ahead and tell your partner that. Not to wiggle out of anything that you need to accept responsibility for, but just so that they can locate you. And I believe that that vulnerability will help you in your relationship. Now, we've had some guys that have emailed in and you know, they are they're almost using that in a manipulative sort of way. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm espousing here as my as my premise or as my is what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is if it's hard for you to hear, it's okay to say that. And if it's hard for you to hear and it's not and, in, and part of that is because it's not what you mean. It's okay to say that too. Now, if it is what you mean and it's still hard for you to hear, then you've got some things to work through. And then, you know, you utilize, I need to say this ugly because I don't know how to say it. And I've had to do that. I've had to say things to Jeannie like that because I'm not, I have very little confidence when it comes to my physical body. A, I was morbidly obese for a long time. 
So I've got stretch marks, hanging skin. You know, I've maintained over 100 pounds of weight loss. I was a lot more fit at one point in my life. I ended up having to have surgeries. That changed my body because of all the abdominal surgeries that I had um, along with these colon surgeries. So now my body looks weird to me. And so I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the way my body looks. I'm getting back in the gym now. I'm building some of those things that I know Jeannie likes. But at the same token, personally, I'm just not in a spot where I have a lot of confidence. So what does that breed? That breeds insecurity. And so I have to be very candid with her when we're having certain discussions or... um yeah, well, just more having certain discussions to say, look, I got to tell you something. I have no freaking idea how to say this. So I'm going to say it ugly, and then we can clean it up from there. Because I don't want this to come off as being rude or demeaning to you. No matter if it's about me or not. Whatever it is. So you throw it out there. And then, if you say it, and she says back to you something that you didn't mean, you have that mulligan to clean it up. And to try and say it until it is what you mean. So then you can come to some kind of agreement or way forward in your relationship. And these these rules of engagement will help you. It's not going to work overnight. Maybe some of these strategies will help you. It's not all going to work overnight. And you have to learn. You have to take the time and invest the time in learning how to develop these rules of engagement for your own marriage and your own relationship. Take what we've been through, use it to your advantage, and figure out how you can use these concepts to improve communication, hard talks, your sex life, your professional life, your hobbies, whatever it is. These are things that you're going to you're going to take these concepts these rules of engagement, you're going to apply them to your relationship. Some of these concepts work in your professional life. Some just may not belong there because you, certain people you have to create boundaries with. So that is my spiel for rules of engagement. starts with the in-depth discussion as I laid out when it comes to communication and you take these concepts and you build your rules for engagement. For us now, I think we know, after all this time, we know a lot better. It just comes more naturally. But we had to build this over the course of more than a decade. So it takes time. But play the long game, dude. Play the long game. It's only going to serve your relationship that much better if you play the long game and you're not looking for the quick fix. Would you agree with that, honey? Mm Mm-hmm. Boom. There it is. Okay. Anything else you want to add to that? Are you feeling good about, did I make sense? I did a lot of talking. You did, but you made sense. Okay. What's one takeaway from all that blabbing I did that made the most sense to you? That made the most sense to me? It all makes sense to me. I went through it with you. (laughs) (laughs) You give me dirty look. E for explicit coming soon. Uh-huh, okay. not from you. 
Well, just add anything if you have it for a guy and how he can. How could a guy take this crap to his wife and say, I mean, if he goes to her now and is like, hey, we need rules for engagement. What the heck does that mean? Well, that's what you and I did. It was not. It was foreign because Rita just came out and said, okay, we need to come up with some rules of engagement. And as we learned in conversations, it was, okay, that needs to be part of your rules and engagement. So it's really a learning curve. As you're having conversations and you notice um, a trigger or you notice a shutdown moment, the minute you notice the shutdown, okay, wait, what happened here? What was said? What I, I can see it on your face. What happened? What did you hear? What did you see? What, what, what caused the shutdown moment? Mm-hmm. Make a mental note of it. When you guys talk it out, do not let it pass. Talk it out. Make a mental note. Okay, rules of engagement. This caused her to shut down, so I'm going to try and find another way to present this so that we don't get that shutdown moment again. Um, Correct. You know, that it's and timing. You really need to figure out your timing. Quincy loves to joke when people are frustrated. I am not a joking person when I'm frustrated. Um, I'm a let me figure it out and, and change my mood before you come at me. Um, he's probably saved a few teenagers' lives by intervening for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made enough mistakes to know. But it it it's all a learning curve at this point, and then it's more about, um, you know, making your soft space. The, the having your rules of engagement is what's going to create your soft place. Well, here's and here's something that I uh, I thought about that I want to make clear, and I think we touched on it, but I didn't give it any great. A great explanation because I started talking about 360 feedback, right? But what what I don't want you to do is to think you know how your wife is thinking and just jump to conclusions about what she's thinking about any particular topic, especially when it comes to those th- places in your relationship that have been difficult to me- communicate about. Mm-hmm. What I'm asking you to do is to allow her the opportunity to really say what she's thinking. Now, look, maybe you're right, and if you would have jumped to the conclusion, it would have been exactly what she was thinking. But chances are she might not even be thinking close to what you're holding her accountable to. Because she's constantly learning, I'm sure, learning something new about herself, especially as you go through these things together. So when I'm gonna when I'm gonna talk to Jeannie about something, I could and probably have lately and probably will again jump to conclusions about what she's gonna think about so I can come off defensive in the beginning of the conversation and she's not even thinking the same. And sometimes I will tell myself that because it's like, Oh, well, she's doing this. Obviously, she's doing this towards me for this reason and then I'll talk to her and she's oblivious to the reason that I'm thinking so give her the opportunity to be herself and be that individual that you love and you cherish and if you're right you're right but don't hold her to that because and 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 hopefully she hears this or you explain it to her in such a way where she's not going to automatically think you think a certain way and why do I kind of try to circle that back to 360 feedback is because you can make an in those early days of those seminars and classes if you acted a certain way 
some people in particular would say, oh, well, it makes sense because, because you're, you're a D or yeah. you're a, yeah, you're a D, all right. <laughs> it makes <laughs> sense because you process things this way. And it's like, okay, I don't want you to jump to conclusions about what your wife is thinking. Your spouse is not a pet project. Yeah, allow her the freedom as we want her to allow you the freedom to be a free-thinking individual. And some things are habitual in the way you think about crap, but it's not necessarily the case. So do your best not to jump to any conclusions as you have a pre-argument in your head about something you're passionate about. It's, it's all good to get the assessments done so that you know where you're at and you can locate yourself. It, it helped Quincy and I to look at um, why we have certain behaviors. It also helped us to locate certain behaviors that we wanted to change or certain mindsets that we realized this isn't something that I like about myself. This was something that was ingrained in me and I want to take it out of me. It is not meant to be a weapon for you to go back and forth with each other and say, well, you do this because your, your test says blah, blah, blah. That don't do that. At the same time, understand that as you're going through this process, because that's basically what this whole marriage thing is, you are changing continually. So it is a process. You have to be willing to lay down what you know so that you're willing to learn what might have changed. Correct. Because there are things that Quincy and I have both changed about ourselves, but until we have that huge aha moment for me, if I it, until I have my own big, oh hey, whoa, okay, this makes sense. It doesn't matter if he sees it. He could see it, he could tell me 20 times. It will not sink until I catch it myself. And it's not that I don't trust his opinion. It's that I need to feel it or see it for me so that I can determine, okay, now this is the step I need to take. It's not for him to point his finger and go, well, you know, you test says this and you think this way. So it's kind of makes sense that you would do that. We do have those conversations, but it's never shoved at me Mm -hmm. that well this is why you do it you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the the puzzle piece conversation that we had sometimes your spouse will see something that you don't and it's okay to take that it's not meant as a dig it's just a different perspective but it's also at the same time meant to kind of encourage the fact that you're seen Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm So when you're going through all of this, I guess I say all that to say, when you're going through your rules of engagement, you're going through your hard talks, you're having your conversations. Not all of these are hard talks. Some of these are our life talks. We talk about retirement. We talk about what does our life look like in 10 years when we don't have high school kids anymore. You know, we talk about those things. Those are hard conversations, not Mm -hmm. because they're an argument. It's just simply, oh crap, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Where do we go from here? How are we going to get there? Not, it's not always an easy scenario, but we have to allow each other the freedom to grow, change, do things different, to think differently. I might have always thought A previously, but I don't think A anymore. I know how to go to the clouds now, so I don't always think like that anymore. I can, I can get there with you, but I have to be set up to get there with you. That makes sense? I, I yeah. have to know that we're going there before we go there. That's all it is. You're just basically lining out how to talk and accepting and expecting changes. Don't hold each other to things that are old mindsets, old behaviors. Yeah, and I I agree, and I think another point you made, whether you said it or not, it just clicked in my mind. 
that that will give your spouse the feeling that oh you actually believe I can change Mm -hmm. and that really helps when you don't jump to conclusions when you accept and there's some things about me that you couldn't accept changed or or how I thought and it did take coach Rita saying hey when this guy says when he says this he actually means it and the switch gets flipped and that's what he believes now. You giving just allowing your spouse in your actions, your words, your behaviors, giving them the freedom to show you they changed and affirming that gives you confidence that somebody else sees, oh, I have changed. You believe I can change. Mm-hmm. Because there are people in your life that don't believe I oh, can no, change. They still, there are people that still hold you to a certain standard. There are people in my life that still think of me as a 10-year-old little girl and that that's just who I am and I'll always be. And I couldn't be any further than that. <laughs> yeah. So that's another that's another piece that I, I didn't really put together until I heard you talking. And it's like, yeah, there's, a, there's actually a lot of positive gratification when you can say that you've changed, you can have a conversation, you can talk about it, and your spouse sees, oh, I see you. I see you. You've grown. You've changed. Good on you. I don't know. It feels, it feels good to me anyway. Mm-hmm. It's a validation. Yeah. And yeah, we all... You're, you're, you're struggling through your own hell. You're going through your own changes. You're fighting to do whatever it is that your goal is for yourself. And sometimes when you're fighting through that, you're lonely, you're frustrated, you're struggling, mm-hmm. and you just want somebody else to notice it. Yeah. And if that somebody else is your spouse, it's a huge win. Yeah, big win. Well, I think that's a good word. That put the bow on this gift. Baby, baby. All right. Anything else, honey? Nope. Okay. Well, we did it. There you go. There's your episode for Rules of Engagement. And I would love to know what you think about that. Email me at quincymoran at gmail.com. We'll get this coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. We'll get it figured out. But until then, let's roll with quincymoran at gmail.com and uh, let me know what you think. Don't forget to visit uh, manversusmarriagepodcast.com. And uh, you there you will see some of the stuff we've done, some older episodes. Go check them out. Thank you. From around the world, this is Quincy Moran. She is Jeannie. And this is man versus marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is man versus marriage.